Hello. Welcome to the Slightly Unstable Podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Kate. Thank you for joining us for episode 12. Wow, Kate, we're back at it again, trying to get back in the swing of things. How you been? I've been doing well. Yeah. Um, Blair started school today, and she did very good. Good. Just only a little bit of attitude. Actually, she broke Connor's heart. Oh, I don't know yeah. Oh, yeah. Were... I saw this in the text group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blair was just like, she didn't turn around, say bye, love you, smell you later, nothing. <laughs> Straight in the classroom. <laughs> Couldn't have cared less. We literally <sighs> spent more time parking than we spent... with Blair um and so I had to shove Hunter away from the door and they're like go and he was just like she didn't say bye and I was like get over it but Hunter was the kid that cried and I was cackling because I as you know was the kid that like they made me turn around and say bye to mom when I went to pre-k um I just couldn't care less and that's how Blair was um so but surprisingly I guess she was nice when he picked her up so he she didn't Good. fully break his heart. Good. And um, yesterday she started dance. She did ballet and tap. And so it was quite chaotic yesterday, just the whole day. Mm-hmm. But um, she did really good. But I can tell you right now, I already don't like being surrounded by dance moms. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's in that part of town where it's all the like hoity-toities and all that jazz. Yeah. And I can already tell I'm like, I'm in the lesser than group in this building right now. I could not go to lunch with these women. Yeah. Which like, (laughs) I say that I'm probably just completely intimidated by for no apparent reason, but I'm definitely, I've always been the wallflower. So, um, I heard like other moms talking about like, oh, I remember when like my, whatever it is, Chase Lee Lynn, like took her first dance class and like I would watch the monitor all the time and now I just like don't it, because I was sitting there watching the monitor watching Blair in class and I went to her and be like do you have something to say <laughs> I can't help it my daughter is so adorable and Chasely Lynn Burnley is annoying <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um but yes so aside from all of that chaos it's actually been very good Good. How is your back to schooling? Oh, it's actually been really good. Um, you know, at, at, like I had said before, I started a new school, um, started at a high school here in our area. And um, man, it is a different world than being <laughs> in a middle school. Um, I, we were kind of talking before the podcast. It's just, it feels like there's a lot less wasted time in our day because we have a block schedule in high school. Yeah. So the transitions and the... The, all the other stuff. Plus, I do not miss walking middle schoolers down the hallway. Yeah. It's, it's like herding cats. I mean, really. Oh, so, yeah. I don't miss having to chauffeur them around all day. They just, when the bell rings, they just leave. <laughs> they, and when it's time for lunch, they just get up and go to lunch. And then they just get up and come back. <laughs> it's amazing. It is like, we're talking about the transitions. Like, middle schoolers, it's literally like... You finally herd them all in. Mm-hmm. You take five minutes to calm down. You get 20 minutes of content, maybe, before they're like all just gone and distracted. Then it's like you shake a box of kittens and then open the door and they transition again. Yeah. Because classes are like that short and yeah. all the transitions and they're just so freaking hyper. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm not in education. Yeah. It has been interesting too. Like, uh, I, I have two sections of ninth grade lit. So it's 
um, I get the same age group that I just left a couple months ago. Right. And and that's been fun to watch because it's it's I was telling I was mentioning this to you earlier, but it's like you spend eighth grade trying to prepare them for the culture shock that is high school and you warn them and you explain to them and you try to prepare them. And but then on the first day of school in high school, here they come walking down the hallway with their eyes as big as Frisbees shaking like a leaf. Not know what which way is up, and I'm just like I tried to tell you, I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> thank, but, thank God you're not at the high school where all your middle schoolers went. Yeah, well, yeah. Because then you'd definitely be like. Huh? I mean, there are pros and cons to that because when I started teaching, I got the same kids I had been student teaching with as okay. I moved up with them, and that was a blessing and a curse. Um, yeah. It's easier to build relationships because you've already been doing that. Right. Um, so some of them are really excited about that. And some of them absolutely hate that, that you're moving up with them. Right. Um, and that's, you know, it is what it is. And it's it's a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. Yeah. But um, but not only would I have then been going with the kids I was then teaching, I would have also had juniors that I taught and sophomores that I taught at that high school also. Oh. So I would have had a school full of kids who knew me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll get there in a couple of years anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. High school's just like that anyway. But Yeah. But still, you would have already been at that point. So who knows if that yeah. would have been. It's actually been pretty nice because there are a few kids from the middle school I taught at mm-hmm. who who like ended up at that school. Okay. Um, there's usually like one or two every year who end up there. And so there's like maybe half a dozen kids in the school who know me. Oh. Um, so it's, you know, every once in a while I have a kid pop up and I'm like, I didn't even know you went here. So, oh. you know, and it's been a pleasant little surprise every time. <laughs> it's the good ones. So, then. yeah, it's, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the ones I enjoy teaching and, um, yeah, that's been fine. That's but, good. um, yeah, it's been really good. Um, the people are great. The team is really great. They've been super helpful at kind of getting me acclimated over the course of the year. I will teach four different contents. Jeez. <laughs> all all lit related, but different classes, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, different grades and other classes. So it's it's a lot. But um and I only to put that in perspective, I only teach three classes a day. So Yeah. Yeah. But I, I so mean, a total I of six classes but four different preps. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. But um but you know, I also knew going in that I'd be you know, that that would probably end up being the situation because I'm new. Yeah. So well and then then like the more you do this, the easier it'll get because you already have that content unless right. they change, right? Whatever, and then you could just yeah. Fill most in. people have kind of like found their way into teaching most of one thing. Mm-hmm. Like someone might do American Lit, which is like juniors, and then maybe they have one other class throughout the year. Yeah. Um. So taking it from four preps to two, which if I can make that jump, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no kidding. Yeah. And then yeah. I mean, just all around. I mean, yeah. So it'll be a challenge coming out of Christmas time because then it's like I'm starting from scratch again mm. with two completely new classes I haven't taught yet. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that actually yeah. the other day. Well, so, but we'll see. You know what? I'm I'm up for it. I'm not worried about it because the folks there have been terrific so far. Um, so they've got my back, and you know, I think it'll be totally fine. But it's been nice. It it definitely has i was thinking literally on the way home today that my stress level coming home every day is so much lower oh yeah since i've started here yeah well you already talked about it in a more positive light not that you hated your job prior but just this like you said the stress level i think alone and as we explained the 
rabid 14 year olds just 13 14 year olds oh yeah for sure so it's been cool it's also been cool getting to teach upperclassmen like i have a a class of seniors this year and or this semester and so they've been really really cool to hang out with and they're excited because they're starting their senior year so it's it's fun to be around their energy yeah during the day and it's my last class during the day so it's that's really cool and then just the kind of close in age you right. know just i mean you you are getting old but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean they're I all, they're that. they're basically adults at this point i mean they're about to be adults and right it's it, the dynamic is just completely different oh yeah like it's completely different but also but. at the same time i was talking to a patient the other day i was like i kind of finally fully realized if you stay on absolute track you're only 22 when you finish like a bachelor's yeah and they're and you're expected to be a full adult yeah and i was like please know that if something ever happens like do not look at me like please look at my coworker because i also am looking for an adult (laughs) (laughs) i was like that's ridiculous yeah you're 22 23 and trying to find like a corporate job I, i teach with people who are 23 it's their first year teaching. They're straight out of college and got a yeah. job. Yeah, and and it's 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 a much different dynamic. Oh, um, I can't. Even. Their relationship with the kids is completely different from my relationship with the kids because even though we I'm not that far removed from their age, it's still we're a different generation. Right. And right. A lot. If you're just now coming out of college and it's your first year teaching, you're Gen Z and so are they. Yeah. So that's it's true. it's completely different. Golly. Yeah. People that were born in the 2000s can teach now. Yeah. Theoretically, they would have. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were born in 2000 and you're 20 and you graduated and you were, you would have graduated this past May, I guess. And then theoretically, you could be teaching your first job right now. Yeah. Still at 22. Golly. Yeah. And I was looking at this is like kind of in the same thing of us kind of getting older. But like I was at Old Navy yesterday and they have toddler like Nirvana shirts and like um like simpsons and just stuff that's like ours you know yeah and i'm like is this happening i know and just like i I noticed all the time about how much nickelodeon stuff there is now oh yeah so much don't get me wrong i adore it oh yeah i mean they are smart in their marketing but i'm just like are we are we hip now (laughs) like what yeah i'm just waiting on them to bring reptar cereal back what's cool though is like I see kids wearing that stuff all the time mm-hmm. and, and they like it. Like their, their parents, some of whom aren't that much older than us. Yeah. Um, are, are showing them those shows. Right. And so it's kind of, kind of cool in a way that like those cartoons are being passed down. Try to do the rocket power handshake with them. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, we got off on a tangent there. We did. But, uh, but yeah, all that to say high school has been great. <laughs> <laughs> Go, hey Arnold. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, all right, Kate. Well, what's our what are we talking about today? What's our topic? A bit of a doozy. Yeah. I don't know where I thought slightly this heavy. I must have been in a dark spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer: This was Kate's idea. Um, I don't know where I came up with this. I don't even know how. Like, I just. I, I think it's a last. great topic. I think it's a very good idea, and maybe it was just like it wasn't even after I had therapy. I mean, this was just completely organic. But I told Taylor we should probably have an episode where we go and talk to our prior selves, our old selves, and give 
like things we would say to our old selves in like this spectrum of like through the lens of anxiety, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, not just in life in general, you know, but um, things that we know now, I guess. Yeah. And looking back, um, I don't think we would have been able to do this if we haven't hadn't gone to therapy. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Through the lens of having done that. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Uh, but I don't think I would have been able, even if I could go back in time, I don't know if I would have been able to hear it. Oh, with, yeah. With some of these. Yeah. Unless I was going through therapy. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even be able to like conceive the thought of what I would say to myself because yeah. I'd be like, I'm still like not, I have no idea what I'm doing. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I, I'm self-aware that I don't know what I'm doing right, is the difference. Right. And then you've like, you've come to understand that and sit in it. <laughs> yes. When you're, when you're that young, you, <laughs> you are not sitting in it. You are freaking out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I thought it was interesting, but then also at the same time when I was thinking about it, I was like, what have we gotten ourselves into? (laughs) This is probably not a good idea. Um, but it's a good, um, I like looking back in like retrospect being self, everyone loves a a self-aware queen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's do it. Um, do you want to start or do you like me to start? You go first. All right. So when you texted me this topic, the first thing that popped in my mind, the first thing that popped in my mind was give yourself a break. Yeah. Um, I think this is something that took a long time for me to finally understand about myself that uh-huh. I was feeling this way. It's like the feelings were always there. I just never, I don't know what, I, I guess they were just so sub-level and they had been there for so long. I didn't notice them. Right. Um, but I definitely have like a lingering, I guess you'd call it a guilt, mm-hmm. um, about, about how I feel now about my faith versus how I, what, like the things I was involved in back then. Not that I had anything wrong. I don't think there's right. anything I did that I felt was wrong. But what I'm really just talking about is, you know, getting up in some of the things I said during sermons, not none of which were inflammatory, but just like things I don't believe anymore. Okay. Yeah. Things I don't believe anymore. Um, and feeling guilty about that or, and, and honestly like feeling a little bit guilty about the people I had some influence over and how I encouraged them to keep going down the path I was only to then abandon that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think, especially with some of the younger generation at the church that we were in, like I sometimes and with that and also with, we've had a conversation I think before about like the worship experience in a mm-hmm. church and how it can be at times emotionally manipulative. Oh. Um, and, and when we're, when we were planning series or services, like we never sit here and think like pastors don't sit down and go, how can we make them like feel this? And so that we can get people to get say, like, it's not that kind of explicit conversation, but there were definitely times where we thought, let's do this song. Cause this one is really going to be a, a, a heavy hitter and we have a heavy topic tonight. So let's do that. Oh yeah. But I didn't realize until later on in life, like that's kind of emotionally manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's tough for me to kind of sit with that now uh, and, yeah. and knowing that it was my job to do I, it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had a conversation with a friend at one point um, 
And we were talking about this and we both agreed that the times though, that it felt the, like those moments felt the best were the ones where they just, nobody was planning them. They just mm-hmm. naturally happened. And, yeah. and cause that's cool. Cause it's an actual emotional response that the crowd is feeling on their own. And it's just a collective thing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. The manufactured ones are the ones that I like have a tough time swallowing, especially, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like things like summer camp or mm-hmm. retreats or any kind of worship event, like, you know, it's, it's very much designed to make students and people have a certain reaction, uh, yeah. emotional reaction to that. I mean, it's like the, I mean, on a, on a different level, but it's like those like St. Jude's commercials or the Humane Society or um, like, or, you know, they're playing in the arms of an angel <laughs> in the background and, you know, they have like the ugly dogs yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. That's so funny you mentioned that. I played that commercial in my class today because <laughs> we were talking about different types of like rhetorical devices and um, um, like yeah. pathos, you know, logos, ethos, that whole thing. And we showed a bunch of commercials and that was one of them. Well, because that's what it is. And it's like a, it's a it's a watered down version to me of like you know the pastors on tv when they're calling in to donate because blah 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 and you're so over like taken over and like kind of in in big church world like that gets a bad rep but at the end of the day like the same stuff is happening in little c church Mm -hmm. so i can get that yeah so you so giving yourself a break in the in the like feeling guilty about that okay yeah like it wasn't until therapy that like i really was able to kind of like let it go Mm -hmm. um and i feel better about it now but you know i chalk it up to you know when i've talked with betty about this about like you know she keeps she always reminds me you were very young you were you know told that you were you know you got all this praise because you were doing so well and Mm -hmm. you you know she reminds me of like just how inexperienced and um naive i guess you could say yeah that you are at that age um moldable moldable is a better word. word yeah it's a great word yeah um and i was definitely that person at that age yeah for sure um so you know just giving myself a break in that you know you may have influenced some things, but ultimately people chose to be there. They chose to show up. They chose to volunteer your time. They chose to, right. you know, they, it's not like you forced them. They chose to do these things. Um, so that, that definitely is something that I had to work through in therapy a little bit. Yeah. Um, I could easily see that. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely something that people would never have realized. Like listening right. to this or whatever, right. um, I can completely yeah. get that. And it, and it only really makes me feel bad because it's so inauthentic to who I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's where I kind of and and those feelings of not liking that were getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and like even when I was still working there, yeah, um, it just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, which is probably writing on the walls. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But, like, actually, what you had just said, you know, like you kind of described it because you 
you weren't caught you didn't consciously know this was happening and I feel like I mean that happens in any kind of business or like you hear about those kind of stories of like I was leading people on and I didn't know that this guy was actually like, I was getting people to join this cult, but I didn't right, know that yeah. he was a mass murderer. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Like kind of like that. So yeah, um, it did. Ha- I, I think it, yeah, it just happened organically, you know, but For I sure. could see that. Um, I'm glad you've talked about it in therapy. Yeah. Um, that's why we do therapy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why we go. Um, all right. So I think what we're going to do here is, I'll just share the rest, my other two real quick, and then and then yeah. pass reins to you. Sounds fine with me. All right. Sounds <laughs> good. Um, my next one uh, kind of relates to this one, and it was be open. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another, another thing I've worked through in therapy, um, right. and I've, I've talked to friends about this before too, but feeling like I missed out a little bit on, well, I missed out a lot, to be honest. Yeah. On my early twenties, like my most of my twenties, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not that like what I did was you know not I didn't. It's not like I had a, didn't have a good time. It's not like I didn't choose to be there. It's not like I didn't um, believe in what I was doing. But looking back now, it's like there was a lot of like social life stuff that I just didn't. I just completely missed. Yeah. Like the early 20s going out with friends and being young and 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 you know and doing more dating and and things like that mm-hmm. um i completely skipped <laughs> yeah and and i think like because of that i've had to do a lot more backtracking in my own brain as far as like you know now that i'm like when you wake up it's a weird feeling when you wake up the sunday after being fired from a church. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty weird feeling. Mm. And I, you kind of have to relearn how to be a, like a normal citizen. It almost feels like, because you're not constantly have this thing going on. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. On weird, weird hours and things like that. And expectations. And the expectations and the fishbowl and the, all of it. Yeah. Um, and so I think if I could go back and, and this is one of the things I think I, I don't know that I ever could hear from anyone um it would be to go back and just be like just be more open like don't make all of your life decisions based on this place but yeah don't you know if if the, you know just ex- at least explore other options on what to do because you know like i i you know stayed home saved a lot of money during college which was great so i ended up debt free um from my four years at college but that came at the cost of not having like the college experience yeah um you know i I was at the time very uh, had a much more of a linear idea of what I wanted to find in a, in another person. And when you grow up and you're in the church, especially if you're a staff member, there are a lot of expectations about how you should go about dating. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which a lot of the time I just avoided to be honest, mm-hmm. um, just to not have to deal with it. Um, yeah. And I think because of that, again, I missed out on a lot of, of dating and kind of like just, you know, just meeting people and getting to know them and seeing what you like in people and what you didn't really care for and how to approach finding another person. Um, and I think a lot of that, that most people do in their early twenties, mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that either. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it's, it's very different. I coming think out you on the probably other side like, like are included, like 
that like not necessarily reckless stuff not even i feel like there's levels because i kind of did went through that too of like i'm not necessarily like going on a bender but what if i wanted to yeah you know what I mean? yeah even if but it's then not also your thing to the part you said of like just being more open to dating yeah and that's completely harmless and completely fine as a role in like having a role in the church but you still didn't want to do that because everything was going the end filter was church right exactly so. and and that's the thing it's like that that is exactly what your 20s are supposed to be it's <laughs> supposed to be figuring out what you like and what you don't like not just even about dating about everything mm-hmm. you know it's like if if you know if you don't like the friends you're with you can ditch them and find new friends right. in your 20s like if if you realize that the person you're dating is doesn't really love you you can you can end that relationship uh-huh. and feel good about it and and move on and you know there's there's you know like a also like a, a social expectation on age here too Oh, that's yeah. kind of that aspect because it's like you know now you know it's like starting in like my later 20s i'm like well god I, you know i can go to that concert because i don't have to be up at 6 a.m the next morning to be a church or i can go to these things because i don't have to worry i don't really care about what anyone would have to say about it or mm-hmm. you know all of these things like it's it's a it's like a, a whole new world of possibilities but it was a world that was there i just chose not to engage in it and that's the sad part to me is this yeah. part that I didn't try to get engage more in it, but right, and I think that's probably half choice, half like outside. Sure, people coming in. At that's you. that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't even put that all on you because at some point, like we said, we were moldable. Yeah. And what else were we supposed to think? Right. You know. Absolutely. Um. And then also when you tie in the fact that it's religion. <laughs> It's like you think, but I'm I'm sacrificing that so that, you know, I can do this for God and I can do this for my community and I can do this for my church. And and it's like, yeah, those are, you know, that's great. But <laughs> you are also a person who has wants and needs and desires and goals and dreams. And like, so why don't you spend some time developing that also? Right. Um, so that's the part that I feel like I wish I could go back and do more of. Yeah. So. Because obviously the the want was there, or the curiosity was there. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say. For sure. Um, my last one uh, is make the call, make the appointment. <laughs> um, and that's really just more along the lines of like wishing I had sought medication and therapy sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, my anxiety stuff was like getting worse and worse and worse over time. So, you know, it's, it's when you live with something every day, it's, it's hard to see it developing in front of you when you live with it every day. You know, Fair, it's yeah. like, it's like if you see someone, if you live with someone who's losing a ton of weight, the, the change looks much more gradual and less noticeable than someone you haven't seen in six months and they come back and they're 50 pounds lighter. Right. Um, that's completely different, but that's kind of how it was for me. Like my anxiety was getting worse and worse and worse, but I just kept coping with it the same ways, which weren't really working, but that's just what the way it was. But then finally it spiraled to the point of like, I can't do this. Like, right. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And it took me getting to that moment to finally start seeking um, what I needed. But 
I wish I could go back a, a couple, three, maybe years prior to that and start sooner. Um, there were definitely some very weak attempts on my part <laughs> to try. Um, but, you know, it's, I have this thing. <laughs> and I've talked about it before on the podcast. But I have this avoidance thing with making phone calls and oh, like boy. and doing things like that. So it's it's like it can be something so simple like just hey I need to call and you know order this thing or uh, hey, uh this this package didn't come I need to call Amazon tell them to send me a refund or or whatever the situation I will just like and not even like actively avoid it but like I'll just it'll be a week and I'm like oh I still haven't done that and I think it's like I'm sabotaging myself. I talk about past Taylor a lot because he's he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like there are times where I go through life and I find a situation that past Taylor didn't deal with, and I go, "God, he's such a jerk!" Like, why didn't he do this? Because you're stubborn. Uh, yeah, because I'm stubborn. Um, and so that's been something that I wish I could go back and and fix. Is like, hey man, I know that it puts you in a weird like you get a weird feeling whenever you're doing these kind of things. And so you kind of avoid it, but you don't really know you're avoiding it, but you need to make the phone call. Like mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to make an appointment to talk to your doctor. And then if that one gives you a, a bad, a bad time, then go find another one. Right. Who's going to actually help you. Um, and you know that and getting into therapy as well. Like, yes, it's weird. Yes. It's awkward. Yes. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough to find somebody, but you need to find it. You need to find someone. And I think things like, I think I just would be, it's kind of, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, if you took up guitar today, it's like, well, imagine if you had done it two years ago, how far along you'd be. It's like yeah. anything. So part of me, again, you know, give yourself a break. But yeah. at the same time, I do wish that for myself that I had been in there and been developing better, like mental health habits earlier on. And I'm not, I, for the listener, I don't think any of anything we say is from a uh, of past regrets this is just right what we would just tell ourselves right you know um it's not like a man i wish i would have done this i wish i would have done this um it's yeah it's just back what we would say um but to that i say thank god you have an annoying sister yeah i have my pushy sister (laughs) (laughs) my pushy annoying wouldn't let me get off the phone until i make an appointment sister yeah Exactly. You're welcome. Y- yep. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. I'll be here for you when you're old and you have a weird mole. I make you go to the dermatologist. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah, I can see it now. Actually, the whole scene is playing out in my head already. I'm going to be talking to you, and then you're going to make a face at me like I just, you know, threw up in front of you. And then I'm going to go, "What, Kate?" And you're going to go, "Has that mole always looked like that?" <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna go. Well, I had noticed, but I'm spiraling now because of it. So thanks. It's okay. It, see, because I will make you an appointment. <laughs> so we, and maybe that's a bad coping skill on my end. Who knows? I, know. I can dive into that in therapy. I don't know. It makes no sense for someone to be upset about something, but also not willing to do anything about it. But that's how I. That's uh, that in the past has been an mo for me. This is and it's who much, I am. Much better now. Much better now. But. It's it's definitely been a thing. Yeah. Well, it's like that meme I sent you not that long ago. It was like, why make a phone call for three minutes now and I can worry about it for 72 more hours? <laughs> it's like, that is you. That is me 
in a nutshell. And trust me, I hate calls too, but it's not even the call. I honestly, hand to God, I could not tell you why. I think straight up, I think you just get it from dad. Really? Yes. I mean, I have even on this podcast talking about how freaking long it has taken me to get him to take, like, go to the freaking doctor about his knee. And it was literally, I called and, like, went through insurance. And I was like, he has this. What do we need to do? Like, all this stuff. I just took it upon myself. And I was annoying as hell to him. But I was just like, I swear to God, it is going to do nothing but help you. <laughs> and you just will not freaking do it. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's I mean. Because you are Dean McAllister. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. I love you. <laughs> But I stand by what I said. Both we, you we guys. We suffer in silence. Suffer in silence. But that's the... Okay, you guys <laughs> suffer in silence. Dean, on the other hand, there hasn't been nothing silent about him since the second he hit I air. think Kate, I think we're, you're, you're about to lose us a subscriber. <laughs> I don't care. I'll say uh, it to his face. I'll call him right now if you want me to. Uh, but yes. Uh, I'm just saying. That's where you get it from. Because okay. you have no other reason. It's just ingrained in your DNA. Yeah. And I'm not saying... Well, actually, I am saying mom's not good at it either. So... <laughs> <laughs> there goes another one. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm also pushing you into majority of our will. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love everybody, but yes. That's why I'm so annoying to you people. But it's okay. <laughs> If that's my role in this family, that's my support role. Yeah. I knew you were going to be that person. Like, you didn't really develop that until you were an adult. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, you didn't become super pushy <laughs> until you were an adult. But the first time I noticed it, it was after um, Pop had had, um, our granddad, had had uh, some kind of surgery. Knee, hip, I don't know. Um, <laughs> surgery. God. Oh God! All right, so um, and you were on the phone with him, and I think we we're both living at home at the time, and you were like on him on the phone about his exercises, yeah. and I was like, "Damn, Kate, <laughs> <laughs> giving him what for?" Well, that's why I'm good at my job now. I'm yeah. just like, you don't diet for one meal a week and expect to lose weight. Like, what do you expect me to do? Come call you every day to tell you to do your exercises? No, you're an adult. You need to be doing these yourselves. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You need that tough love. Yeah. It's okay. I guess so. You guys are just mad that you don't have somebody to do it to because I just constantly do it. <laughs> and you don't have the opportunity to tell me. No, because we're avoiders. So we <laughs> yeah. would avoid having that conversation. Literally. I know this is mind blowing to you, but I realized... Hunter, it's been a year since you had your physical. I got on my chart. I scheduled his physical all within 15 minutes. And I know that's mind-boggling to you. <laughs> but oh, you should. You should. You get things done I wish you could feel how I feel when I actually do that. Because like, like I'm not nearly as bad as I used to be. But so occasionally I like knock it out of the park. And I like like immediately <laughs> totally take care of something. Like, like this is a problem. I'm calling right now. And it feels amazing. You would think that I would want that feeling all the time. <laughs> but I don't. I yeah, don't do it. Because it's a, a self-sabotaging queen. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh. um, all right, Kate. Well, we've talked about me long enough. What about you? That's the truth. Um, 
Well, hold on. Now I gotta I gotta reorient myself. Um, okay, so we're talking about me. <laughs> okay, so this was actually hard. I know it was my idea, but it was actually very hard to think about because like, I do this myself too. I just like couldn't get into the mindset because I was like, how do I narrow that down? But also, I couldn't think of anything at the same time. Um, so I guess I just had to like reflect on like what were the biggest topics in therapy and then go back to that point in my life. Um, and then this kind of was like the first thing that popped in my head when like we had kind of talked about it, like this general sense and I had to kind of narrow it down. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I would tell myself, high school Kate was there their lack of grace says more about them than it does about you. Mm. Um, we've talked about that on the podcast before about just like stuff went through in high school and you're in this, like you're, we were in this church world and they always preach about like grace and being there for people and empathy and all these nice fluffy words. But then if something happens, right. Like it's no man's land and it was just like a ghost town and I can't, I don't think I'll ever be able to explain like how much it messed up my head. Um, to the point, I mean like obviously, like I said, we talked about this in therapy, but I mean it like, like events in that time frame completely like, they're on, like if you stretched out like my, my timeline of my life that's uh, that's a big etch yeah you know what i mean it's like a shows up on the richter scale yeah. yeah um and it was just all because of the like lack of models i had of people like giving out grace that i never learned to give myself any grace yeah um kind of like the giving yourself a break um that's i totally identify with that too yeah like just so i mean so if something happens and like like the stuff that i didn't even necessarily screw up but like even if i had screwed up royally there there was no grace given there was no like forgiveness given it was like a you should have known better or like what are you doing or you have eyes on you and i was in high school and so when you're getting told that at that age, like when you're in your most like vulnerable and then you're going into like, quote unquote, the real world, being an adult a couple years later, yeah, like, of course, you're not going to be able to learn like healthy, like, I don't know, like self-loving skills or anything, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and that time is like one of the loneliest parts of your time of your life yeah and i um and that was like a part yeah like a chunk of that was just like very like lonely and stuff and then it morphed into like because of the lack of just like i don't even know the correct word it's not lack of like i mean maybe lack of support lack of understanding that i got from people that were like legally adults but maybe not like emotionally um like it morphed into like 
if I actually screwed up, no matter if it was the tiniest thing, like if I made like the, like I spent money on something that I probably shouldn't have, it was immediately like, God, you're such an idiot. Like, why did you do that? You know? And so looking back now, like I finally, finally have like put, like closed that stuff off or like closed all of those chapters. But I've had to like be, I've had to do so much work unlearning that mm-hmm. and it just pisses me off. Yeah. You know, um, and it makes me even more so I want to make sure that Blair never has to go through, like it has to feel that way. Yeah. Um, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I think that's something that I had to learn to do much later as an adult was learning to act. Cause I think you're dead on. I think loving yourself is at the root of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I just didn't for a long time for a long time. Yeah. And then you start to, it's like, well, you don't, you're supposed to learn that, mm-hmm. you know, like you would think, and this isn't even coming from a spot of like, Oh, well like adults are people too. It's like, no, there were, you they weren't practicing what they preached yeah it was a complete like mishandling of stuff it was a complete like what i forgot the verbiage i used like it was um inappropriate for my age yeah to have these expectations and so when i realized that i apparently unbeknownst to me have these extremely high expectations I held myself to that like forever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it, and, and this is like separate from like, I was like a very studious, like perfectionist kind of person. That's just in my personality, but like just overall expectations of like, everything has to be great all the time. I have to be constantly making the right decisions or else look at all these people that dropped you off, right? you know? And like, that's what that or that's what happens if I make a bad decision no matter how minuscule it is or even if it's not even an actual thing if it reflects bad on me this is what's going to happen so I cannot afford that again oh yeah um oh yeah that's probably like the biggest like I would go back and slap my face that what you just described is the core of what being in like super involved in a church is Oh yeah. Like it's especially like, like being super involved, you know, for a while, like you were and, or working there, especially like you, everything I did, it felt like, and it sounds like you too, like was based around what the outside opinion of it would be. Mm -hmm. Not whether or not it was what I wanted to do. It was always, how is this going to be perceived? Yeah. And I refuse to believe, I will never believe that those ideas were just concocted in our own minds no of like like if somebody ever came up and told me like well you're probably just putting so much pressure on yourself I'm like no and like no. and and you were the adult in that situation and look where it led yeah you know what i mean um you can uh, yeah i morphed into that because i like i, I just explained i learned what I shouldn't be doing, you know, but I didn't learn any better. Um, so that was like, that's the, 
that's the number one that like busts to the forefront of my mind. Um, yeah, it was like that was like a one of my biggest hurdles in therapy was to be able to like fully process all of that. Yeah. And honestly, it was more like. I mean, I even talked about it, like, with Hunter. Hunter and I have had, like, several talks about, like, that topic specifically. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, it wasn't the actual, like, it wasn't any, like, certain thing that actually bad happened. It was the reaction to it all. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was by far the worst part. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Um, the other thing that's been, like, a major theme up until right now <laughs> um, <laughs> is... It's like stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other, or so my second thing I would go back and say is like create your own stability because that, like I said, even now it was like the biggest factor or like wavering factor of my anxiety. Like my overall mental health relies on stability um, and not just like like financial, emotional, like relational, everything relies on stability um yeah like i've explained before like constantly making sure everybody around me is good and like nothing's gonna happen and like our our finances are good and nothing's gonna happen and we have a plan for everything and like all this stuff um there were so many instances i guess and or just growing up overall and like into adulthood and working and stuff I heavily rely on other people or outside things to establish that stability for myself when I could just take control of it and and establish it my own self instead of relying on these outside things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Like, I mean, like the financial stability, it was fine. But anything out of my control, it just constantly makes me spiral Mm -hmm. um and just kind of more like of a self-confidence like taking things into my own hands having the self-confidence to know that things are fine and not taking any kind of slip out of that like perfect little realm and (laughs) going down that rabbit hole of anxiety and all that stuff um it yeah anytime i have like a bad spout of anxiety or whatever and i explain it to betty it all it nine times out of ten leads back to like just stability yeah um it's making total sense because i mean like in the like the classes i took for you know to get my teaching certificate mm. like you know we talk about stability a lot as far as how it affects the ability for young people to learn Mm -hmm. and so you know like if 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 I mean, this, there have been numerous studies done about students who have, like, unstable home lives and mm-hmm. how how much it can upend their education. Um, and it's something that is completely out of the sphere of influence of educators. Um, but, I mean, if you, if you... But what you're saying is, like, this emotional stability. Yeah. Like, which, you know, is... When, when that's going on, it's like you can't... If you can't rely on anyone else and then you can't really rely on you... Like, that's a tough place to be in. Yeah. Um, and and that, like, I mean, kind of like what the first thing I had talked about was, like, I had, I was doing everything perfectly fine and perfectly age appropriate and all of this stuff. 
and I still had these like out of the blue insane outlier reactions to things that had nothing to do with me yeah but all of a sudden did completely affect me so I had that like it seemed like kind of like the crowd's reaction was also unstable mm, like yeah like adults are in like relationships that are really looked up to mm-hmm. all of a sudden became unstable yeah you know what so i mean there's nothing to grab onto yeah like yeah. there was like no kind of common ground and i think i would have kind of like it would have if i could go back taking control of situations having like the self-confidence but also just I don't know, just being able to stand on my own ground and not having to rely on all of that. I do think of it, some of it obviously is like, like, it, I mean, it's age appropriate to be relying on others. You know what I mean? Um, and getting that kind of mold. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's like I said, that's like the biggest, I mean, heck the name of our podcast is like, (laughs) we did it for a reason. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, so then the last thing was, this was kind of like all encompassing and it's kind of cliche, but I truly mean it is just be being genuinely me. Um, you kind of hit, on it when you're saying like the stuff that you miss like in your 20s and stuff I did a little bit of that it was like that mixed with what I just explained of like obviously I have all these expectations that I on me that I did not know I had so I can't mess that up again um mixed with I mean just my natural like I never wanted to get in trouble (laughs) right yeah you know and I'm not saying I'm not saying I was gonna go on a bender but like I should have had that option if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but like, but again, like the time that people do that and decide what, how, like what they're into, what their interests are, what their, what kind of lifestyle they like to lead. Like that's mm-hmm. when they do it. Right. It's their early twenties. Yeah. Cause I didn't. So like we've talked about, I wasn't as fully involved in church as you were. Um, but I don't know which is worse because I feel like I was like, so you were completely in and you were like completely shut out like a whole side. Right. I was straight in the middle. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. Getting from both sides. Yeah. So like, it was like, I had my like average everyday, like early college life. Yeah. But then also I was involved in the church. And so it was literally like a two, it was like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, but not, not, like dramatic of a sense yeah um but i think if i had just gone on and done what i wanted and just been myself completely well first off i probably wouldn't have been involved in church but (laughs) (laughs) but that's we've already hit on a little bit but just i it would have it would have cost me a lot of wrinkles (laughs) on my face a lot of gray hair now it would probably the years I took off my life being so freaking anxious about oh, like yeah. which decision I'm going to make. And Oof. because I was so freaking worried about like what everybody else was going to say or think, um, I could have done nothing different. But if I, if they were just, if that was truly what I wanted, yeah, life would have been so much but, easier. But then the, that would have been chosen by you. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like now I've like the older I've gotten and it comes, I guess, with maturity or something. But uh-huh. like I am myself, no matter if I just like just met you or we've known each other forever, like I'm going to say what I think. And I know how to be like deep rooted in my true personality. I don't mind yeah. talking about my anxiety poops. <laughs> you know, and where I used to be like, oh, I can't talk about that because that's yeah. taboo. Like, no, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like we talk about my bowel habits like every day at lunch. Like, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh, man. but that's who we are. And I'm able to crack jokes and say what I'm saying yeah. and all this stuff. And that and comes I'm, with confidence. Yeah. And, and owning up to who you are. Yeah. And I've that's exactly how I was feeling when you were talking about that. Like, it's like parts of me that, you know, kind of, I would maybe not withhold from people like, especially being a nerd, Yeah, being a nerd, like my whole life. Um, I, for a long time thought, well, I don't really fit in when I show this side of myself, or at least I feel like I don't, I feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, you know, like I, there were a lot of interactions like through middle and high school where I'm like kind of re- played too many cards about how, how much of a nerd I am. And it was like kind of looked at like, like, why are you right. telling us this? So it was, you know, I just pulled it way back. Mm-hmm. And then slowly over time, like was able to kind of start being more of like what I like, not like talking about what I like, talking about the movies I like, talking about the music I listen to. Like, mm-hmm. like there are people who, would probably have like would be very surprised to know what's on my Spotify recently played. Right. Like because I gave them an impression for a long time, but mm-hmm. it wasn't and it wasn't a lie, it just wasn't a complete truth about who I really was. Yeah. And and uh, and honestly, like I didn't really fully know who that person was until, mm-hmm. you know, much later in my 20s, and I think honestly a big part of that was the game room I used to have. Yeah. Because it was kind of like my space that it was just me. Like, it was just everything that made me happy. It was just, like, literally, like, my happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it took a while for me to, like, own up to that. And even, like, with my anxiety. Like, yeah. owning up to my anxiety was a big part of that. Uh-huh. Like, just saying, like, hey, this is this is me. This is how <laughs> I am. And you guys know, like, Kate and I are, you know, we'll talk about our <laughs> lives and our stories with anxiety to anyone who wants to listen. Yeah. Uh, because there's just been too much of a stigma. It's been like you said, taboo for too long. And so I just feel good just being able to get it out sometimes. Oh, heck yeah. And then especially when the other person is like, yeah, yeah, me too. You know, mm. absolutely. Um, that's, that's a, that's a great feeling, but I kept that away for so long, you know, because I didn't want to give too much or be too much. Right. Yeah. And like completely screw that. now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally screw that. So, um, yeah, if I could go back now being in therapy, that's all the stuff that I would tell myself. I think I had all of that in my mind. They just weren't conceived to that point, you know, of yeah. like to that one point or like one sentence. Um, but in general, I mean, like you had said at the end of the day, Obviously, if I had started medication earlier, right, you know, in a different like, place, we'd be in a different place, right? We have more experience, we have more, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like you said. I mean, I'm 
obnoxious. Luckily, I still have my three or four best friends, and like I know way too much, so they won't ever ditch me. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's just so it's just so much more comfortable being who you are, and yeah. I love that I'm at that place now, so I can show Blair that. Yeah, part of that comes from age, I think too. Oh yeah, for sure. But then again, I know people that are my age, and they can't be their true selves to save their life. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Maybe it is therapy, or maybe we're out of our minds. Maybe everybody <laughs> listening to this is like, yeah, if you could roll that back in. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Well, maybe this ain't the pod for you. Yeah, we're, we're maybe you should move probably on. Probably too much all the time. So get used to it. <laughs> That's the Lord's truth. But oh yeah. well. Awesome. Well, that was a lot. <laughs> was that was a, a lot. It was a. It was pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was good. It was good to get it out. Yeah. It felt good. And I think, I mean, it was just like a natural progression of like, yeah, yeah. it was a good exercise. It was a good exercise. Yeah. I Not think, that I loved it. Yeah. It's definitely been like you had kind of said, like, like the way we started this therapy is the reason I could talk about it like this. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I told my best friend that the other day I was like, medication brings me to a level to where I'm not completely out of my mind and therapy brings me to a point where I can actually deal with it yeah or and handle it and get a grasp on it right you but know? you have to do the coming down before you can get to there right yeah, yeah. we've got to slowly <laughs> wean off of our anxieties yeah Damn. at least that's the way it was for me because I, I don't think I ever would have made it a therapy appointment had I not already been taking medication oh yeah no because yeah I don't know why that makes sense but that's probably what would have happened well i mean because you would have i think it would have handled some like lifestyle stuff but at the end of the day like you would have i can't imagine what i would be like right now if i wasn't on medication (laughs) (laughs) and that's on god like (laughs) oh my gosh like (laughs) (laughs) me either god (laughs) can't imagine what you'd be like on medication you think I'm too much now? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you think, yeah, you think you think I'm pushy now? You just wait, right? Be like, I don't know, Taylor. When was that mole there? <laughs> Kate, what are you talking about? You're it going to the doctor looks like tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know too much about me too, so I guess it, you you're know, welcome. stuck with you. Yeah, that and the whole you being my sister thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, like I said earlier, you probably get majority of the will now, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not uh, sorry. It's it's who I am now. You are on your own with that one. You are on your own. <laughs> to quote Gene from Bob's Burgers, this is who I am now. Remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But also, shout out to Tina. When she goes like, uh, that's my life. <laughs> Are we really into this with Bob? Yes. Well, then since we're sharing, my favorite character is <laughs> is regular size Rudy, specifically when they're on the museum field trip uh, t- trip, and he doesn't have his inhaler. And he says, I've never felt so alive. <laughs> my favorite character. We can end with an outro past the cramping. Stop, 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 stop. Copyright. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> you did just enough to get us by for fair use. And okay. Then, yeah. 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 
it's okay. We're never making money off of this, so we're God. fine. Oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking around if you finished through this ramble here at the end. Um, definitely go uh, check out the Instagram page that Kate runs, at Slightly Unstable Pod. Um, we have a Gmail if you have questions or um, uh, angry angry ramblings that you want to send to us. Um, as uh, Slightly Unstable Pod at gmail.com. You can uh, reach us there. Um, yeah. Oh, I want to say shout out to Freddie and Deborah, who has been <laughs> listening religiously. They're like second parents to us. <laughs> shout out to you yeah. guys. You're the best. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. And to everybody who listens, like, again, the fact that people actually listen to this baffles us. Um, so thank they- you for spending some, about an hour with us. It sometimes, quite frankly, scares us. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We don't know what little bit of power we're even wielding right now. Correct. All right, Kate. Well, uh, (laughs) thanks so much for listening. We will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.